Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast should be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Yes. The way I came in, yes. 
God, I need more of you. We need more of you in this place, in this building, in this city, in this state, in our hearts. And this is one of those words that helps us grow. So we yield our time.
with your circumstances and problems and, and the things that you go through on a daily basis, but they still judge you. You mean, when did you become an expert at being a maxi? When did you become an expert at being a Rhodes? When did you become an expert at being someone else that you know the insides and outsides of their life, Amen. that you can sit there and judge them. Amen. You know nothing. You can't answer any questions. You wouldn't have you ever sat down and, and really dove into the questions of my life. When have you sat down and asked me what it was like to be? truly knowing me. Uh, I was ordained when I was ordained the first time I was ordained with earrings in my ear. And so, so my pastor knew me. And he knew me enough to trust me to ordain me with earrings in my ear. But the people that didn't know me didn't trust me because they didn't understand what it was, what it meant to be a pastor ordained with earrings in his ear. He can't carry the Holy Spirit. So, so 
triple team is like pushing Kobe out of bounds to try to get him to give up the ball. And he just shoot and make it everything. And at this point, they're pushing him out of bounds. And I'm screaming at the TV, pass the ball! Pass the ball! And Kobe's not listening to me. And I'm not getting why he's not listening to me. I know basketball. Pass the ball! And he's not passing it. And they're pushing him out of bounds with the ball. And, and instead of passing the ball to the wide open player across court, Kobe does something crazy. They push him out of bounds, and instead of passing it, he's behind the basketball goal. Uh-uh. He's behind the goal. No. Pushed out of bounds, he jumps in the air behind the basketball goal. Instead of passing it to the wide open player, mm. he shoots from behind the basketball goal over the backboard. Come on. And I'm screaming, no. <laughs> and it goes over the basketball goal, nothing but net. Come he gets on. the foul and the shot. And I say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And he says, at the end of the game, at the press conference, they say, Kobe, why did you take such a shot? No one shoots that. Why would you do that? And he looks at the report and he says, I take that shot every game. Mm. <laughs> he said, I take that shot every day of practice. Yes, yes. I shoot it all the time. Mm. Who am I mm. to just the chess player mm. over, a, over a move that he's looking 17 and 18 moves ahead of me. I'm thinking two spaces. He's thinking 15. Because he's a champion. He made it many times. Kobe shot this shot multiple times a day and made it. To him, it's just another shot. And we look at God's God says, I've been shooting that shot just before this, before you even was thought of. God is saying, I made that move even before time was even created. But we look at things that God does as if it's a mistake. That's right. Yeah. How could you come? How could you dare do this? And so now we're not judging people, but we're judging God on how could you, God? How could you do what you've done to me? How could you make this mistake in my life? How could you do this? How could you do that? And God says, I made no mistake. I'm thinking 12 12 steps ahead of you. That's good. Oh, you're thinking two steps. But I see the end from the beginning. And so you're not thinking end game. You're thinking right now. Yes. Oh, see, I need you to get a little deeper. I need you to get a little deeper. Stop thinking. Stop thinking right now. And I need you to start thinking end game. That's right. Oh, God is saying, if you could just start thinking long term. But you're only thinking right now. You're thinking, oh, I'm going to take the bus now. But I don't want a car now. And God is saying, but you need to start thinking in game. He says, you want some piece of nonsense right now. That's only going to get you in trouble. But I'm trying to get you to stability. Come on. 
That's on it. speed dial. Nah. We'll call them when we need him. That, that's it. Oh, come on. No, yes, indeed. We're angry at God. Yes, yes. We're angry with him. And God says, oh, that's okay. You can be angry with me. I'll be here. But it ain't going to work like this. <laughs> I'm going to either be God or I'm going to be nothing. Hey. Yeah, no, yeah. No, want to ask God to answer for your issues and answer for the problems and you don't understand that you didn't make God answer for waking you up this morning. Why did you wake me up? Yes, I did. I didn't hear you ask God for that. I didn't hear you ask God to answer for waking your children up in their right mind. I didn't hear you ask that. I didn't hear you ask God for helping you in your finances and making sure that your belly was full. I didn't hear you ask God for that. I didn't hear you ask God those questions. It's only when things don't work out the way you want it not to work out that you begin to ask God why. Yes. Frown your face up and begin to ask God why. And if he don't ask, answer you, you begin to walk out on him like he is some kind of John that you can do whatever you want. Right. Amen.
And so we think we're good. Kids going there. We throw two pieces of plastic on it to keep the rain out and throw some roses inside. And we go inside my smoothies and we feel very good about what we just did. <laughs> Right. Yes, sir. Even though this is a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> so we good. And uh, next thing we know, <sighs> the dogs been going in there and just had a field day. We got three pugs, one weight 350 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> they done went in this thing and knocked the thing down on kids. And I don't know how they got out of there without damaging their bodies. Uh-huh. But they got out. <laughs> So this thing was dangerous. Yeah. And so so Jonah goes in here, makes himself a shelter, which I can't imagine how he makes himself a shelter with nothing. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it looked like what we created. Yes, sir. But God sees what he creates That's and right. God fixes it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. With That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. He creates this plant to grow over it. And you ever see those like those those uh, uh, videos where those videos where they, they make something that happens in slow motion and it's like really fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so it's just like that, but in real life, <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle how fast this plant grows and creates this shelter over him. And what the Bible says is that he's happy. Angry man. God does something good for him and he gets happy. Yes, sir. <laughs> Isn't that us? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do something for me, God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, like that Janet Jackson song we heard and Paula Abdul sitting at the table. He loves me. He does. He gave me flowers. He gave me this and here. And then Paula Abdul says, but what have he done for you lately?
made happy by this plant is now angry again and wishes to die. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm. He's angry. Yeah. Then he's happy. <laughs> then he's angry again. Like now he wants to die. No. <laughs> Somebody get this man a pill. <laughs> Something. Jonah is angry about the plant. But he's not angry about the lost people in Nineveh. Right. Mm. Come on. He's angry about the death of the plant. But he cares nothing about the people in Nineveh. And there's so many people like that that they care nothing about the hurting people of the world who care so much about animals and plants.
allow people like this. Mm. Yeah. And even though Jonah represented the worst, come on. God saw him as his son. Uh-huh. So God created the vine. Preach. To cover him in his misery. Yes, it did. <laughs> wow. Yes, it did. That's up. <laughs> That's what he does for us. That's what yep. he does. But you see, what happened was he got too caught up on the vine. The vine meant more to him than the people did. Mm-hmm. Sometimes status means more to us than the people do. Come on. Wow. Positions mean more to us than the people do. Clout. All these things mean more to us than the people do. Yes, it do. And we become more vine-centered than anything else. Clothes mean more to us than the people do. Cars mean more to us than God does. Cars mean more to us than God does. And God says, I come first. I come first. That's right. That's right. And when God comes first, his people come first. That's right. That's good. Help us, help us. Yes, sir. God comes first, his people come first. Yeah. Right? And so we become too vine centered. <laughs> and when we become vine centered, the vine has got to go. Get somewhere. The vine in the desert is a wonderful expression of the kindness of God. The vine brought comfort, joy, blessing to John. And the question is, what is your vine? Yes, it is. What is your vine that has taken the place of God? What is your vine? Is your vine a person? Is your vine a person, place, or thing? Is your vine a substance? Is your vine a mental state? Has depression become your vine? Anger become your vine? A state of mind that become your vine? There is something that has become your vine. And it has become, it was a gift of God, but it has now become your God. Yes, yes sir. We should thank God for the vine. That's right. But remember, the vine is not God. So, so then there's the worm. Mm-hmm. At dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the vine so that it withered. Jonah woke up ready for another day of comfort Mm. and the joy of the vine. Not the joy of the Lord. Mm. No. I can imagine him saying to people as they walk by, Hey guys! See my vine? Isn't it amazing? Mm. Yeah. It is. It's just mine.
same word that is used to describe the curtain in the Holy of Holies mm -hmm. and the word here. I believe that that person that is talking is the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ. And as he's talking, it, 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 it reminds me of this verse and it says something to me. He says that you begin to worship this vine. Yeah, yeah. But you not worshiping God. Mm. So God Himself will eat up the vine. Mm. Y'all picking up what I'm putting on? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. God Himself will eat the vine. The thing that that you're gonna worship before God, mm. God Himself will remove that thing. That's right. Amen. So God removes the vine. Yeah. With the word one. So the worm represents this, this, this source of what's going to take your joy. What is the source of your sorrow? What's the source of your disappointment? What's the source of the things in your life? Yes, yes, yes. If you look around, you'll find that there's some things in your life that is taking that thing. What is it? What's the worm? I mean, you married in the confident expectation of having children, but a child's not born yet. Mm. You got that job thinking that this is the job. Yeah, yeah. But it turned out that it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. You thought that this was the right person for you, but it wasn't. And I wonder, were all these things what you want for yourself or were these the things that God wants for you? Alright, alright. Help us. Is the worm trying to hurt you or is the worm trying to correct? Are y'all feeling me? Yeah. Is the worm trying to correct some things that you did that you got wrong? Because you moved in your own tried to build your own shelter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you try to build did you try to do some stuff on your own? Because mm. that's usually how things work. Mm. Me? Mm. When I move first. Mm. You see the worm provides helpful feet uh, uh, a, a helpful feet I'm sorry the worm provides a helpful picture of those times when you fall back mm. into an old sin. Yes, indeed. Mm. After you thought you had the victory over that thing, <laughs> the worm comes back to show you <laughs> that she ain't had victory over Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here comes the worm. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> here comes the worm. And it chews up and it shows mm. that some things wasn't right. Yeah. And then there's the wind. The wind is like like throwing a flesh flame and everything else that's going wrong. It's like it's like this. <laughs> the car bill is due, mm -hmm. the tire went flat, mm. yep. and now you look in the truck <coughs> and there's no spare. No. That's a bad day. It's like throwing that next thing on top of it. Yeah. Jonah's sitting there like, the, the, the plants are gone. You know what I mean? 
and now here comes the wind, the sun's out, and here comes the wind, and now things are just bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. But this is the issue that I need you to understand about all this. The vine, the worm, Jonah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Wow. Hmm. 
grace in you. Yes. Get it. your heart right. Amen. Your mind right. Yes. Your heart right so that you can stand and get it together. But you see, the Bible looks like it looks like it just drops off. We don't hear anything else. Maybe, maybe it's over. It's all about this, this sanctification process. And I looked it up last night and I just wanted to know more about the sanctification process. And look what I found. Sanctification. It means this. The state of proper functioning. Do y'all feel me? See, this state of proper functioning wasn't about Nineveh, it was about Jonah. He was not He was supposed to be a prophet of God, but he only cared about his own people. He was walking in racism and walking in classism and nationalism. And all he cared about was what he saw in front of him. And God says, you are not functioning in the office of a prophet. Come on, pastor. Sanctification process. It's a state of proper functioning, and many of us are not functioning properly. Not functioning in our office, we're not functioning in our household, we're not functioning as the man of the house, the woman of the house, we're not functioning in the moment, in a time, in a period that God told us to function in. Look at yourself, am I functioning as the wife? Am I functioning as the mother? Am I functioning as the father of this house? Am I functioning as a man of God that I'm supposed to be? Am I? Am I? Come on. Yes. Come on. Functioning. Mm. <laughs> it goes on to say to, to sanctify someone or something is to set that person or thing apart for use. Ah, intended. Yes, ah, it's yes, <laughs> That's good. Uh, what did your designer design you to function as? You see, if the designer function fits you to function as a shoe, and now I'm wearing my shoe as a glove, yeah. it is not functioning correctly. Don't tell you, that's right. It is not being used as intended by the designer.
for it. You just know it. All of you been judging me for a long time. But you don't know the ins and out of me. Because you never created me. And because you didn't create me, you don't know what I was designed for.
not going to try anything. We, we're not going to uh, 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 leave anything a chance. Everything around us is going to pass. But I wonder why Jonah never replied. The book just ends and it leads us to the thought maybe Jonah never got it. But then I thought, who wrote the book? Only other thing written about Jonah is his good attributes. The good thing that he did, the good prophecy he made. And this whole book of Jonah is written about something that he did wrong. And I realized he wrote it himself. <laughs> Can you imagine writing four chapters of everything that you did bad? And then I said, Kill me, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> And then I said, why? And then I said, can you imagine that being your story? If it was not for God's grace saving your life. Yes, sir. Some of you in here may write your stories. You may write your biography. You may say, you know, I'm going to tell the I did. Nah. I said it. I learned from it. 